Welcome to Warren Radio with your hosts, the Watchman Dana Smith and Tower. Thanks for listening. Greetings in the name of the Lord and welcome to Warren Radio. This is Tower. I'm here with the Watchman and we are glad you joined us. Please send all your prayer requests and correspondence to us through our contact page at warn-usa.com. And you can listen to our Warn Radio episodes on warn-usa.com and danaglennsmith.com. Warn Radio is now on the following platforms. Spreaker, Blueberry, iHeartRadio, iTunes, Stitcher, TuneIn, Google Play Music, Blog Talk Radio, Podcast Addict, CastBox, Google Podcast, Deezer, Spotify, Anchor, and Pocket Cast. Do not miss the featured post this week on Dana Glenn Smith and Warn-USA.com. Technology Building God Technology Building God Who or What Is Your God On DanaGlennSmith.com The Lost Glory of Americanism Is Jesus Christ Enemy or Lord in America? On Warn-USA.com Revelation of John Series Patmos Parts 1 through 7 Classic Warren Radio Revelation of John Series Great Wonder Parts 8 through 14 And Revelation of John Series Faithful and True Parts 15 through 23 On Classic Warren Radio Grace, Faith, Promise, Book of Romans, Part 8, on Sound the Shofar. Work of Righteousness, Isaiah's Prophetic Book, Part 82, on Battle Lines. Persecuted, Discriminated, Overcomers, Global Witness of Jesus Christ, on Morn Radio. And you don't want to miss the following WIBR Warren Radio shows from September 6th through the 8th. Wednesday's Advocacy Show, Anti-Christians, Spilling of Christian Blood, Persecution, Weaponized Chaos, Afghans, Kenya, Sudan. Thursday's Isaiah Series, Iniquity, Justice, Truth, Prophetic Book Part 187 on Battle Lines. Friday, Sound the Shofar, Kingdom War and the Coming King, Great Heartlet, Part 2. And be sure to get your copy of The Rising. The Rising is a Christian fiction thriller by the watchman Dana G. Smith. And The Rising details a takeover of America. There's danger and intrigue. The nation is at risk, and dark forces are plotting to bring the country into the globalist new order. And hidden within the storyline of the rising is the truth of what's happening in America now. You can get your copy of the rising by going to Amazon, Barnes and Noble, Books a Million, Ingram, and Google Play. Also has the rising ebook. And you can also get your copy of The Rising by going to danaglennsmith.com. And while on the site, be sure to sign up for the WIBR Warren Radio Newsletter and visit our Christian Books and Resource Shop. And now I welcome in the Watchman. You're listening to Warren Radio on the WIBR Warren Radio Network. Don't forget to visit our websites at warren-usa.com and danaglinsmith.com. And also follow us on Twitter, find us on Instagram, and join us on LinkedIn. (laughs) 
Thanks, Dana. How are you doing tonight? Well, you know, in spite of the election, I'm doing good. Yeah. Greetings, Dana. How are you doing tonight? I'm doing good. And like you said a moment ago, we're in the middle of September. Yeah, yeah two more days, and that would be 15. Yeah, we're it's the 13th, and we'll be on the 15th in a couple days, and smack dab the middle of the month. Yeah, believe. and the biggest thing of it is, you know, our summer is fast disappearing. You know, we're really in fall weather now. It's hard to believe. Well, I'm not ready for it. I like the fall, but I'm... I do, too. I'm not ready for winter. Of course, that I never am. Well, you know, winter around here, you know, we can talk about... October, November, December, but, uh, you know, the real winter is January, February, March. Yep. You know, that's a real winter. Lots of snow and cold. You know, and, and there's just so much garbage going on in America. You know, I was on Twitter, and I was doing a little work. And I came across the post, and there was a video. I wasn't paying much attention. Bunch of kids standing around. And then all of a sudden, this dude walked up to whoever this guy was or whoever this person was. You couldn't see the face. And shot him several times right in the face. And then again in the body. And this was in Philadelphia. And uh, I was astounded. You know, just a bunch of kids hanging out. Yeah, it's horrible. And then all of a sudden this dude comes up and pops him right in the face. And Unbelievable, the wickedness going on. See, there's no compassion. You know, and, and when you get a society like that, you're headed for judgment. Do you hear me? This is the most pathetic excuse for America. You know, the people who fought in World War II and World War One. you know, they would have no use for an America that's like this. Matter of fact, they would put, they would get their guns and they would begin holding people accountable for allowing this nation to go to hell. And that's exactly what we're doing. You know, while, you know, Russia and China and North Korea are polishing up their armies and getting strong, we've got all of our people running around in some kind of a perverted manner doing things that are unspeakable and teaching our kids to do things that are worse. And ungodly and abominable and everything yeah. else wicked. You can add all that and times at times a thousand. It is just an unconscionable, uncompassionate society that is revealing itself in America today. And I am sad and I am ashamed that this is America. I am ashamed of this country. And for what we're doing in the White House, I'm ashamed of our president and I'm ashamed of our Congress. I'm ashamed of some of these states and what they're doing. You know, this is a sham and a shame for an American country like ours who had such a great beginning to turn into such a mess. Amen. And I've been warning America for many years about judgment because of the way they were going. And we continue to warn. But our message today is about the persecuted church. And I'm glad I don't have to go through anything to describe to you what's happening in America because this place is absolutely heartless. It's heartbreaking. Yeah, 
heartbreaking, pathetic. And if you think you're going to save America, you got to think again because we got to have more than just a few localized revivals, even though they say they're saving thousands. You need to save tens of thousands. Amen. You need to save millions. You need to wake people up. This country needs to repent. And that's all I'm going to say about it. Amen. So, Tower, up front, now we're going to be, this is the one that I have here because this is a really a good series. And uh, she mentioned the Revelation, John's Revelation of Jesus Christ series in, in her um, remarks before the show, um, in our pre part of it. And uh, this has three separate major parts. Each part has seven episodes. And I think the last episode has seven. The last tar. So there's, you could call them sections. But they're parts of Revelation of John series. The first part is Revelation of John series Patmos. This is the beginning of the series, and there's seven parts. The next one is a Revelation of John series, Great Wonder, because there's a lot of wonders in, in Revelation. This mix, uh, makes up the next seven parts. And then our last is Revelation of John series, Faithful and True, parts 15 through 23. And, you know, this, this is really a good post. And there's actually three of them. So you got to look for all three of them. They're on the front of warren-usa.com. And, and when you really look at things, you know, in Patmos, the apostle found himself with full visions of the revelation of Jesus Christ. And we look at the letters to the church in the first part, the seven stars, the heavenly vision, the four horsemen, those who are sealed, the seventh seal, and more. And so remember that this series is divided into three sections. Each section has seven audios, except the last section has nine. I think I said eight. It's nine. And this is a Warren Radio classic featured series. And so all the posts are clean, everything is nice, it all works. And uh, in the beginning of Revelation, remember, it reads, Blessed is he that readeth the words of this prophecy, for the time is at hand. And you know, Tower, the way things are going in the world, you know, the time is at hand. It sure looks, it sure looks like it. And, you know, when I saw that guy shot in real time, and Tower asked me how'd they get the video, well, unfortunately, when these guys do things like this, there's people standing around, and then you have one guy that'll be video, videoing it, and the guy that got shot didn't know what hit him. He didn't even know it was coming. The guy got up to him and pulled the gun on him. It, it, he he probably he probably looked up and that's the last thing he saw, because he was dead by the time he hit the ground, mm -hmm. and that is so disgusting. Senseless butchery. It's tragic. It's and they laugh about it and think it's cool. Well, it's, blood it's, guilt is not cool. It's really bothersome to see that kind of stuff go on. Yeah. It just vexes your soul. And. You know, I'm thinking that the guy that got killed was a white guy. Because the others were blacks. And I'm telling you that blood guilt's going to follow you for that. He that killeth with the, with the gun is going to be killed by the gun. So, buddy, that's what you have if it's a buddy. I imagine it was a guy. It's absolutely disgusting. 
And Revelation lays everything out. He'll be bragging about what he did, but, you know, he won't be bragging to God when God gets nope. a hold of him. Nope. So the Revelation of John series, Patmos Classic, it's a classic Warren Radio episode. It's done by me, the watchman Dana Glenn Smith. Uh, Tower, of course, is, is on all the shows with us. And uh, WIPR, Warren Radio Websites and Ministries. We are an in-depth biblical teaching, preaching, warning agency in these last days. And I've been warning for a lot of years. And I hate bloodshed. And I hate people killing people in innocent blood. And I can't stand the filth and corruption I see. But more than that, I hate to see a country that has so much going for it become such a painful thing to watch in its demise. America, you are going into perdition. Many of those who walk your streets are going to go with you. So I urge you to repent today and come to the Lord. It's all about repentance. The work and ministry of the WIBR Warren Radio is about the testimony of Jesus Christ through the faith of Jesus Christ, by the mercy of God and our Father, through his grace extended, flowing from the love of God to all people everywhere, commanding everyone to repent. So go on over to warn-usa.com and watch the series, listen to the series of the Revelation of John. There's three separate sections, and each with their own parts. Total 23 parts in this entire series. And uh, we do feature posts every week to tell you what we got. This is not all of them. There's a ton of them out there. Yeah, we have an extensive inventory because we've been doing this for many years. We've been warning for many years. And it's disgusting to see, even on Twitter or X, what we do to one another in this country. It is offensive, it is disgusting. Yes, it is. It is vile, and this is not the America that I knew. And I was told that many, many years ago when the Lord spoke to me and said, America as you know it will cease to exist. For the Lord called us to this end of days ministry. We've been doing it for a long time, and we've watched America just filter itself into what it is today. A disgusting, unbelievably wicked, heartless, careless, going to hell group of people because they won't listen. You're choosing the wrong path. Now wake up. Because there's going to be whales coming and cries and moaning from the pit of hell. And it'll probably be a few Americans just like that kid who shot someone in cold blood. Oh, it's horrible. For in all your wisdom, you have not wisdom at all, but foolishness. God help us. Now, We have uh, been concerned about Morocco Tower. Yes, we have. And this comes from a Barnabas Aid appeal. And uh, we like to cover these to let you know. Now, the last time I seen the count, 
Now this says 2,000 people, but I think it's way over that now. The devastating earthquake was just absolutely unreal. Now this location was in the remote communities of the Atlas Mountains, south of Marrakesh. And if you've ever paid attention to some areas, Marrakesh is... It's a popular name. You know, people know about that. That uh, was even in songs back in the 60s and 70s. Some Christian homes in the region have been damaged. 25 aftershocks. And the earthquake was 6.8 on Friday. And I think this one, now we got this one uh, a while ago after it happened. But I think that the number of death has gone way up. Because you really can't tell because these buildings they have there, uh, you know, they really do come down. And they come down fairly easy if that thing is real powerful. And, you know, entire sides of walls. You know, if you're hit with one of those, you're dead. So, they said there was earthquake damage to home of some Moroccan Christians. And uh, the Moroccan Christians, if you, you know, get a hold of Barnabas Aid, BarnabasAid.org. That's BarnabasAid.org. Org. BarnabasAid.org and you can find them online. Go over there and donate some money to help the Moroccan Christians. And, and these Christians will also help their fellow Moroccans as well. But the Christian community in Morocco is small. And uh, believers rush to donate blood to help the injured. And uh, you know, the Christian project partners there want to take food, blankets, clothes, and medicines to the affected areas. And they say, we are thankful to our faithful supporters. If you have recently sent a gift to Barnabas Aid, please do not feel under pressure to give again. But do remember the needs of the Christians in this appeal. Well, I, I see here that um, nearly 2,700 lives have been lost. So it went up. Yeah. Well, I don't even know if they found anybody anymore. Well, one story says 2,700. The others say 2,100. I'm not sure. Well, you know, the thing of it is, is that we're talking about chunks. You that know, these, was from... Two days ago, that was a report from Monday. The others are earlier reports, so there's been close to 3,000 deaths. And so those those walls, when they fall, you know, you're not going to get out from under them. Not unless it's a small piece of the wall. You know, it's just devastating. We've seen this before in third world countries because of the uh, the building codes they have. They're not like America. And, uh, you know, we've we've been doing this long enough that there's major emergencies that hit overseas. And most of these countries do not have the building codes and they don't have the infrastructure to really help right away. Looks like a war zone, the pictures. Yeah. yeah. And so, remember that Morocco. Put that on your remember list and pray for them. And, and if you can help them, you know, then go to BarnabasAid.org. So, are you ready? Um, yes. This is part one of a two-part story. Mercy Projects. Was, Mercy Project was founded in 1980 and was known as Eastern European Outreach, EEO. 
The founder, Jeff Thompson, and his wife, Paula, lived in West Berlin and regularly crossed Checkpoint Charlie to smuggle Bibles behind the Iron Curtain. And this, their exciting story is told in the book, Leaving the American Sector. Jeff knew that Cod called him to be a missionary. However, when the Berlin Wall fell in 1989 and the Soviet Union collapsed in 1991, he wondered if perhaps God had other plans. Jeff had been denied entrance to the Soviet Union for seven years in the 1980s. And the KJB coordinated with the East German Stasi to apprehend him. They considered him a covert agent of a foreign government. Miraculously, he remained safe, and with the wall, and when with the fall of the Berlin Wall, eventually signed an agreement with the Russian military to teach a rehabilitation program for twenty-five thousand teenage prisoners in in fifty-nine youth prisons in Russia. So this was quite the turn of events. And Jeff. Are you there? The text asked. Can you call me? There, there's been a bombing in uh, Stanislav. It was a Sunday morning, August 13th. My wife Paula and I were at church, and we walked out of the service and called our missionary partner, Andrei, in Ukraine. Jeff, he said, I have bad news. The village of Stanislav was bombed today. Nicol Nikolai's wife, Valentina, just called. It was a direct hit on their house, and Nikolai was killed. And that's the end of part one, and we'll have part two in just a few minutes. That's, uh, this Mercy Projects is quite the program. You know it, Dana? Well, it is, and it's a new, uh, a new project. I mean, a new uh, ministry. I mean, one that we we came across. And and you can find out more about Mercy Projects by going to their to mercyprojects.org. And and you went through where Nikolai was killed. Yes. And see, this is the way a lot of them work. They have a local contact, and he's responsible for bringing everybody. <coughs> this guy has a bit, has a family there, and he would go out and help everybody. And he, after the bombing, he was killed. That is just tragic. Yes, it is. Not only for the family, but this guy's a leader. He's full of compassion. He wanted to help others. And he did. He he was a man of God, and he would help others. He, he um, sacrificed his own safety to help the people. Yeah, may the Lord bless his family and yes, keep amen. them safe. Yeah. So Mercy Projects, a new one, and I recommend you going over to mercyprojects.org like uh, Tower suggested and check them out because we want you to know about all these various ministries around the world that God calls them, and that's how these people wound up. They found themselves over in that whole area, and they began working to smuggle Bibles. Now that sounds like the Bible smuggler. Yeah. God's by God's smuggler. Remember him? I do. And that's what he would do. And the stories about him are amazing. He had smuggled in Bibles. One story that I remember him telling was that he had it the back end his trunk filled with Bibles. And he asked the Lord what to do, and he said, just keep going. He did. And so the guy came over to him, you know, when he got to the board, he says, what do you got? And he says, I got Bibles. He says, I oh. think they looked in his trunk and they didn't see them. Yeah. 
And so they went back and looked in the trunk and there wasn't anything there. But they were there. They were there, but the guy didn't see them. And God so, blinded his eyes to him, that's what I believe. Either that, he just ignored it, you know. Yeah. But anyway, he got through. We take the Bibles on in and never got caught. And I'll never forget that story. That's yeah. quite a story. Yes, it is. I'm thinking Andrew. Andrew is um, Brother Andrew, that might be right. The Bible smuggler? I'm not sure. Yeah. Well, at any rate, these are good stories, folks. This is about people trying to help other people. And, you know, I hate to belabor the point, but God has called us to love, to love our enemies and try to bring hope and love into situations. And today, America needs love. They need the love of Christ. They need forgiveness. And my heart breaks because, you know, my whole family, you know, when I was raised, everybody went to church on a Sunday. Most of the time, everything was closed down. You know, we grew up before, before I could do anything else. I knew who Jesus was. God help us. Hey, Dana. Yeah. So you were right. It um, was Brother Andrew. Good. And he um, just passed away last September a year ago. And he was 94 years old. Yeah. Good long life. Yes. Yeah, he has. he had a website and a ministry. So I don't know where it's all at now. They're still doing that work, though. Because we heard an update of another guy that smuggled Bibles. And this was in the old, uh, um, what was it? Poland? Um. There's there's one over in that area when Russia broke up uh, that uh, w we talked about years ago. So at any rate. Think on these things, folks. Now, that was on the front lines. We're over in Laos. You know, whenever I hear about Laos, I think of Laos, Laos, Cambodia, Vietnam, yep. you know. I think of the Vietnam War. I, I think of the Southeast Asia. The Vietnam War, the Kong, China, who was uh, feeding uh, uh, weapons and stuff to them. It was a dangerous place, Southeast Asia. And see, now, this one, this comes via ChristianAid.org. And their, ChristianAid.org is their ministry. But you see, like a lot of these uh, particular ministries do, they post stuff. And it was posted on missionnetworknewsonline.org. And so you can find a lot of other Christian organizations. And it's not just Mission Network News Online, but there's a lot of others. And they give you Christian news. They tell you what's going on. They specialize in this stuff. Now, we... We're in advocacy. That's just one of the ministries we do. We don't charge anybody for doing this. We don't take any money for this. There are people that support our ministry, but this part of it, you know, we advertise for them. We tell them, you know, when we do a story, we will tell who it is. Because, folks, we want you to get involved. Praying for them giving them money or whatever. But you're going to have to check them out. You're going to have to make sure they're everything that, that you expect. Don't just take our word for it. We tell you the stories. Many times we don't even know, you know, who some of these people are. Now there's others we know. And uh, we have a fund that we use for some of these projects. But uh, 
So, at any rate, missionnetworknewsonline.org and the Christian ministry is christianaid.org. So, here's a pastor in Laos. And he went to an area heavily influenced by old school soldiers in the communist country. Now, these are the old guys. You know, they fought when they were younger, and they're communist. And they detested Christianity. <coughs> Excuse me. So the pastor went there, and he took the risk to evangelize in this area, and led 20 people to the Lord. <laughs> you know, these people were people that old school soldiers and the communists, you don't mess with them. Thank God. So he led 20 people to the Lord, and the, the leader said, The village authorities were shocked, and the police came to drive the pastor away with the threat to arrest him if he returned. You know, good for you, pastor. The pastor told the ministry leaders and others at a conference he was not frightened by the threats. He plans to go back again to follow up with Bibles and MP3 players. And uh, so be sure to pray for this leader, this pastor. Now, one of the things that, that I found interesting is the spread of the gospel in that area. They put it on MP3 players. So in Laos, this has been very effective. And so that officials and local people have begun to revive, uh, revile menace, villagers who listen to them. You know, because they're sitting there in the village and they're relaxing in the evening, so they put these MP3 players on and they hear the gospel. And so, so a pastor from an area where Christians have long faced threats of arrest, denial of school for their children, and loss of agricultural loans and other government benefits said opposition to the digital audio players has surfaced. Among the comments from the villagers or officials opposed to the MP3, they say, we will start to find you if we hear any more of those messages. That machine spreads nonsense and things against the traditional belief. Do not ever turn on the MP3 players that spread false lies. It is ridiculous to listen to, but the fact of it is the people like it. <laughs> that's, that's amazing. So in the face uh, of the opposition, he said he, the pastor said he refused to turn off his MP3 player and ignored the threats. At a recent training seminar, pastors and church elders sharing about the intense opposition they have faced expect, uh, expressed their thankfulness for the MP3 players, which are loaded with 400 KMU, that's K-H-M-U language messages. They express how they are an impactful tool for evangelism and spiritual nourishment. The gospel is spreading also through other means. At a recent medical outreach to nearly 1,600 patients, more than 200 people put their faith in Christ as Lord and Savior. Native Christian workers are working to bring the love of Christ to people throughout the country in spite of persecution. And this is in Laos. And this gospel shall be preached in all the world for a witness. And then, and only then, will the end come. So spreading the gospel is number one. Yeah, that's amazing. Thank the Lord. Yeah. Now, here's another little excerpt story we'd like to do. This comes from Jeff King, who is the international president of International Christian Concern. He is the author of a couple of books, and he hosts uh, Into the Deep podcast. Now, you see, one of the things we see, and, and it's gonna, we're going to cover that, Mansur and Mara are Christians in the Middle East. Due to their faith, they drew attention of Mansur's fundamental Muslim boss. 
As tensions rose over time, the employer eventually forced his way in, in, into the family's home and attempted to assault Mara. Knowing full well that their home was no longer a safe place, Mansur and Mara were forced to flee. Unfortunately, this also meant cutting ties with their only source of income. Through your support, we were able to set Mara up with her own sewing business. In response, she declared that God always intervenes, even in the darkest moments. That's right, he does. Amen. Thank you for making projects like this possible through your faithful generosity. Now see, this is just a small story. But see, it's important. Because when you look at life, you look at nations, you look at, you know, within that nation, various areas. In the United States, we have the United States of America, which is made up of so many states. And within those states, we have counties and cities. That's the way it is worldwide in one way or the other. But see, in those are people that need help, that need redemption. And in some areas like this, because of the laws and the oppression by fundamentalist, uh, fundamentalist Muslims, you know, a woman can run into a lot of trouble. And it's good that they got her away from that. She's yes. with the man she loves. They're safe. They don't mention the kids at all. But, you know, this is what it's about. Helping people. Solving their issues. Making it possible so they can serve faithfully their God and their Christ. And stay safe. See, because God does not want Christians to just live and die. He wants them to live and have a family. God is a family man. He likes kids. He likes families. He will bless families. But we are in a very, very wicked and unclean time. And it's dangerous. So, International Christian Concern is one of the uh, recommended uh, ministries that we tell people about. And uh, so I'm glad. I like, see, this is practical too. So they went somewhere. They managed to find help. You know? So that's good. Yeah, and that's in Laos story. too. Huh? That's a great story. It is, and it's simple. No, that wasn't in Laos. No, no, it wasn't. The other one was. Yeah. This was in the Middle East. Yeah, it doesn't tell you where it is. No. Well, the Middle East is bad enough. Yeah. Okay, you ready for your second part? Yes. This is part two of Mercy Projects. And 11 months ago, one of the hardest hit areas of Ukraine was Kirshen in the south. They were occupied by Russian forces for eight months until October 2022. In October, a pastor in Kershaw asked Andrei, Andrei if we could help families in the surrounding smaller villages. He said one of the elders lives there, Nikolai, and he would help us. Andrei arranged three different truckloads of firewood, and we traveled there with a load of wood-burning stoves. This was my first meeting with Nikolai. We stayed with him, but he warned us, I don't have a cellar. In ca case of further shelling, there would be nowhere to seek refuge from the bombs. He wanted to make sure we understood. Nikolai, where do you go during the Russian occupation? Where did you go during the rock Russian occupation? Did you evacuate somewhere else, I asked? No, he said, I stayed here. I told the Russian sh soldiers about Jesus and that I wasn't going anywhere. And the next day, a 40-foot truck arrived and Nikolai arranged men from the village to unload the firewood in front of his house. 
It definitely took a village to unload and distribute the wood. Nikolai was the right man for the job. However, the presence of vans and the firewood truck caused shelling later on in the day. We had already left, but Nikolai called us to say the shells landed 30 yards from his house. He said he hoped we would bring we would come back and help more families. We promised we would. People were grateful for the help they received and everyone was intent on rebuilding their homes and lives. And Valentina sat next to Nikolai on the couch in their combined living room. And this was in August it was August 13th. This just last month. Her, her, so Valentina was sat next to Nikolai on the couch in their combined living room kitchen. Her phone rang. It was her daughter, Yulia, and Valentina moved to go talk in the other room. A few moments later, she was knocked unconscious by an explosion from a Russian bomb. Their home was the only one hit. Valentina says they were probably targeted due to helping people in their village. The home, uh, see, no, Nikolai gave his life doing what he loved, serving people in their time of need. He was a committed believer who loved his family and an elder in his church. He served in the midst of extreme hardship and danger. Some people ask me, isn't Ukraine corrupt? Should America be helping them? This is a type of question I hear quite often these days. I didn't hear it last year when the war started, but now many people, or many politically conservative people, I am one, focus their attention on corruption in Ukraine and the fact that America should be spending its money on problems at home. I think it is a fair question, misguided but fair. For me, Ukraine is not political. We work there long before anyone knew of Burisma or bribery scream, schemes. Ukraine has always been riddled with corruption. It was slow to break away from its Soviet way of doing things. This war is not a family squabble or a border dispute, as some have claimed in American media. They lost four million people to the Joseph Stalin man-made great famine of 1933 because they insisted on keeping their own language, history, and culture. They broke away from the Soviet Union in 1991. It was there when they, I was there when they filled Maiden Square with tents and camped out, demanding freedom from the Soviets. Now they are fighting for survival of a nation. Without our help, they won't succeed. Ukraine has religious freedom. Churches, including Catholic, Protestant, and Orthodox, are active and vibrant. Foreign missionaries are welcome in Ukraine, but not in Russia. God calls us to love all people. Again, we have the opportunity to serve people in Ukraine. We do not have that opportunity in Russia. That This is an important time to be there and to love people in Christ's name. The Ukraine people depend on us as believers to stand with them in the midst of their suffering. Nikolai was a man of faith and he was grateful to you through your tangible support for helping his people. I know this is what the Lord wants us to be doing at Mercy Projects. Thank you for standing with us. And you can go to Mercy Projects at um, mercyprojects.org That's a good story. To find out more about them. Yes, it is. I'm sorry that Nikolai lost his life. But he is with the Lord. Well, you yeah, and and that's how this war has has been played, too. Because we know very well of how um, Russia targets sections. And uh, the fact that they were targeting just because he got firewood, that was corrupt. It was. But see, when you have a war, that's what a war is. 
So Nikolai, yeah, good example. And he died in his home. He did. So her daughter calling, Yulia calling Valentina actually saved her life. Yeah, that's right. Now that's something to think about. Yes, it is. You know. Uh, Nepalese churches attacked in growing trend. Nepal. This is via International Christian Concern, persecution.org. That's their website, persecution.org. Now, when you think of an attack on a church in Nepal's Lumbini province, and this happened here not too long ago on a Monday, it was just the latest in a string of recent violence against Christians in the country. And this particular church is along the border with India's Uttar Pradesh state and is one of the two churches in the same town that were vandalized over the weekend. So just think, they're over there in right on the border with India too. So there's a lot of issues here. Photos and videos reviewed by International Christian Concern, that's ICC, showed broken windows and other signs of violence around the property, including damage to fences, a broken motorbike, another photo shared on social media showed two men identified as pastors being assaulted on the street. Gathered locals appear to have smeared the pastors' faces with a sticky black substance in an act described by ICC contacts as a cultural sign of hatred and disrespect. That's, that's horrible. It is. ICC learned that the attacks in Lumbini are the sixth and seventh such attacks against churches in Nepal in the last two weeks. Well, you know, when you talk about Nepal now, you know, that's a totally different culture. And uh, so attacks are spreading like wildfire. Perpetrators seeing little to no response from the authorities in recent weeks and are encouraged to act more. Well, you know, that's not surprising. You know, in India many times in our reports we find that uh, the perpetrators are never brought in, and if they do, there's no charges. Most of the time they get away with it. The Christians who are assaulted or their churches you know, if they're burned to ground, there's nobody going to help them. And that's where, you know, Christian Concern and many others that work in these areas come in. Because they can rebuild the churches and help them. Nepal has long been, uh, this is Jeff King, president of ICC, has long been on the radar uh, for persecution of Christians and their hypocrisy related to religious freedom. Now see, that's par for the course when you're talking about that because even India claims to have, you know, uh, religious freedom. But their definition of religious freedom and your idea are two different things. And we see this in a lot of areas and, and nations. Well, we, have, we believe in religious freedom. But uh, they're still persecuting Christians. And so th there is a, there's a line in here that it doesn't help the Christians any. There may be, there may be religious freedom, but <laughs> Christians don't qualify because they hate them. In Kathmandu, the country's capital, two men were arrested and taken to court for street preaching. Now you see, that can happen, you know, in, in the States, and it did happen in America, and it happened in the UK. You know, we, we see that. Um, but in America, you got released. And so, though the country's constitution protects religious freedom, 
it does so in vague enough terms to allow a law today that criminalizes proselytization. And they all use the term to proselyte. You know, they all use it. it. It's throughout the world. And it's in, you know, the United Nations when they talk about these things. But, uh, you know, as a Christian, whether you like it or not, world, we have an obligation and a commitment from the Lord for us to spread the gospel. Period. And guess what? If you would give it a chance, you would find out the truth too. Now in Nepal, this particular code states no one shall propagate any religion in such a matter as to undermine the religion of other, nor shall cause other to convert his or her religion. So, if someone converts, you know, you're in trouble. And see, they don't want that. But you know something? Whether you like it or not, Christians are going to preach and witness. We do not force them to come to the Lord. That's between the Lord and them. And that's the reason they know the Lord exists. Because there is a God. And there and Yahshua, Jesus Christ, is King of kings and Lord of lords. And you're going to find this out. So at any rate, even the U.S. State Department highlighted its concerns about Nepal's anti-conversion and proselytization laws. And... Uh, You know, they don't get away with much of anything. I mean, you just walk anywhere and, you know, they'll come after you. So at any rate, that was Nepal. And, you know, Nepal, that's where the Sherpas like to go up on top of the mountain there. You remember that? What is the name of that big mountain? They all go up there. That's also where Bigfoot's been seen. <laughs> Is that Kilimanjaro? Yeah, I think so. I'm not sure. Well, that's a good guess. Well, at any rate, you can see the people that need help today. And we ask for your prayers for them. Check out these ministries. Pray for the persecuted church. And do what you can to help in your own way. And so with that, Tower, you can say goodbye. Okay. Well, thank you, everybody, for joining us whenever you do. We love you and we appreciate you. We always hope the best for you in Christ Jesus. It's a blessing to have you here, and we love hearing from you. And please stay safe, be careful, and look up for your redemption draws nigh. And please pray for your brethren around the world. Pray for us as we pray for you. Good night, everybody. Don't forget to go to our websites at warn-usa.com, danaglinsmith.com. And while you're there, don't forget to listen to the shows. Read the articles. And, uh, you know, there's warn-usa.com. That's our Warren radio site where all of our shows are at. We have articles there as well. And then the Watchman Institute for Biblical Research is the WIBR. See, because we're the WARN, Warren Radio, WIBR. And uh, so don't forget us. Stop by our websites. Till next time, take care of yourselves and be safe. Shalom, everybody. Thank you for listening to this episode of The Warren Radio.
Grand Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. If you only have a 401k, you're not getting the most for retirement. Wait, what? Add a Robinhood IRA on top, then they'll boost it by 3%. You can do that? And if you transfer in any retirement account, you get 3% on top of that. Is there a limit to the match? No limit. Robinhood Gold gets you the biggest contribution match of any IRA on the market. Sign up for Robinhood Gold at Robinhood.com boost by April 30th. Subscription fees apply. Investing involves risk. 3% match requires gold for one year from first match. Must keep IRA for five years. Match on transfers subject to additional terms and conditions. Robinhood Financial LLC. Member SIPC. 